This episode has been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. You are invited to attend their open house on November 10th to discover what makes Heschel special. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. That's Toronto, H-E-S-C-H-E-L dot org. the sound of Leon Dubinsky of Sydney, Nova Scotia, with his family singing his famous song, We Rise Again. It's in a video for the Canadian Museum of Immigration, or Pier 21's virtual Canada Day celebration. They made it in 2020, when everyone in Atlantic Canada was about to go into lockdown for the Atlantic bubble, and the museum in Halifax invited local ethnic groups to join in. So why am I playing it for you now? Well, because the video was sponsored by the Atlantic Jewish Council. That's the main federation representing an estimated 4,000 Jewish people who live in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland and Labrador. And as Naomi Rosenfeld, who's been the Atlantic Jewish Council's executive director these last five years, likes to say, it's the only federation in North America like it because the others only deal with Jews who live in the same city. But Rosenfeld's time with the Atlantic Jewish Council is coming to an end after five years. On Thanksgiving Monday, an email was sent out announcing Rosenfeld and her husband are moving back to their native Toronto to be close to their extended families when she gives birth to their first child. It's not a decision they took lightly, and she's aware of the optics. It's it's the right decision for me, but I certainly... I certainly don't want to imply for a second that um, this is not an amazing place to live, an amazing place to raise a family, an amazing Jewish community. Well, you know, as my husband and I say, we're going to come back and visit all the time. <laughs> this kid's probably going to go to Camp Kadima. Like, you know, it's it's uh, it's still we still consider it home. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. <music> Her president called Naomi Rosenfeld indefatigable, and I can attest to that personally, because when I was invited to speak in the region for Yom HaShoah ceremonies back in May of 2019, she drove me herself over 720 kilometers so I could be in Halifax for speaking one night, in Moncton for the next, and then after a pause for the Sabbath with some home cooking from Shana Strong in Sydney, Naomi got me to my speech at the Temple Sons of Israel Synagogue in Sydney and then onto a plane home to Toronto. But that is just part of the job description when you are responsible for bringing Jewish culture to a spread-out community that's the size of California. Naomi might have been the youngest person ever to lead a Canadian federation. She took the job when she was 24. This past year, though, has been particularly challenging, with COVID cutting off in-person programming and rising anti-Semitism in the region, and a population of young Jews who leave for better opportunities elsewhere and don't come back. Coming up, Naomi Rosenfeld will be here to talk about her legacy at the AJC, and the challenges still facing the community. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Shalom, everybody. My name is Pinchas Guter, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. 
Sleep Country Canada already sells weighted blankets, but now they'll own some with Jewish Soul. Sleep Country has bought the wildly successful Canadian startup business Hush Blankets, which was launched by two Jewish friends from Thornhill, Lior Ohayan and Aaron Spivak, in 2017. These blankets are supposed to lower anxiety and help people with ADD get a better night's sleep. Hush earned $7.5 million the year they appeared on Dragon's Den in 2019. Sleep Country is paying more than three times that amount now, $25 million to take over the company. They'll buy the rest of Hush over the next few years. (music) Naomi Rosenfeld grew up in Toronto, the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors. Her family sent her to Camp Kadima in Nova Scotia, and she loved it there so much that after studies at Queen's and graduate degrees in Jewish communal work from Brandeis University, Rosenfeld moved to Halifax and took a job with Hillel. In 2016, she was hired to replace John Goldberg, who'd served as executive director of the Atlantic Jewish Council for nearly 25 years. Naomi Rosenfeld joins me now. Congratulations on uh, the upcoming uh, reason why you decided to step away. Uh, maybe you want to tell our audience a little bit about this email that went out and you know what your message was. Absolutely. I am expecting a baby in about a month, which is very exciting, my first. Um, and my husband and I have decided, and it was it was quite heartbreaking to do so, but have decided to uh, move back to Toronto, which is where he and I are both from and where our family still reside uh, to raise our child. So unfortunately, that means that I have to step away from this position and this community that I really, really love so much. How does that received by the people in the Maritime? I, you know, if it was wasn't for that one fact, I would be raising my family here. I think this is an amazing place to live. I think it's an amazing place to raise a family. I think that the quality of life is so high. I think that the Jewish community is so special. Um, you know, I've, I've talked a lot in the past about seeing the, the Jewish identity and the Jewish leadership that comes out of, of smaller communities like those here in Atlantic Canada. And I think it's a very, very powerful force for good. People have to get involved. They have to roll up their sleeves. And, you know, if they want to see something happen in the Jewish community, they have to make it happen themselves. And it's quite an amazing example. And there's a lot to be learned from smaller Jewish communities like those in Atlantic Canada um, that, you know, those of us who are from larger Jewish communities, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. So it's, it's the right decision for me, but I certainly I certainly don't want to imply for a second that um, this is not an amazing place to live, an amazing place to raise a family. Now, when you first came as executive director of the Atlantic Jewish Council, it was uh, 2016, I guess. The world was a different place. Um, What were the main challenges you faced then? Yeah, so I think when I came here in the summer of 2016, when I was, you know, when I was taking this job, the issues that were presented to me were fairly common issues um, that a lot of smaller Jewish communities were having, right? We were seeing a loss in numbers, especially a lot of the younger people who were raised here were not ending up here and not having families here. So there was a big struggle to, in in terms of demographics overall. And also there was a large, large unaffiliated community, right? Who, you know, the traditional methods of affiliating with the Jewish community. So synagogue memberships, sending your kids to camp, sending your kids to supplemental Hebrew school. um, The community was having a harder and harder time convincing a lot of these unaffiliated families to join. Let's talk about those demographics. When you first got there, traditionally, what was the Halifax community 
mostly Ashkenazi, mostly locals, a few professors here and there from away at various universities. There was people who had, a lot of people who had grown up with their roots here in the Maritimes. It's a very strongly rooted historic community. A lot of people can trace their families back for generations and generations to the various interweaving communities in Atlantic Canada. Um, and so, and yes, and some, you know, professionals who had moved out here for the various university towns and whatnot. Um, but in, in the early 2000s, the Atlantic Jewish Council began an immigration program where actually the Atlantic Jewish Council was sponsoring families from Israel to move to Atlantic Canada. Officially, by the time I got here, we were no longer providing that immigration program at all. The interesting thing that I've seen in the last five years is that we've had a huge number of people, of families immigrating from Israel, not through an organized program of the Jewish community. People are just coming. They're coming on student visas. They're coming on worker visas. So we've actually seen our Israeli population continue to grow since I've been here. I mean, over the summer, anecdotally, you know, I know of 10 to 20 families who've immigrated to Halifax. Um, and so that, that's been really interesting. And I think we'll continue to see immigration play a role in the changing demographics and the growth of our community. Okay, so you also wrote that one of the big challenges is engaging youth. From my time both in Toronto and working and living in Boston in the Jewish community, I had seen what a powerful tool PJ Library could be, not just as a program itself, which of course is amazing, right, where families get books and it's it's a wonderful program, but as an engagement tool, where that's the first step to reach out to, to young families, and then that's used as a tool. So I'm, I'm really proud. When I got here, we had about 40-odd families receiving PJ Library books across Atlantic Canada. Um, we've now expanded the program. At that time, there was a limit of you could only get books until you were about five. Now we expanded it and then PJ Library expanded. So now you can get books right up until the age of 13. And now we have almost 400 kids getting books every single month. So that alone has been such an incredible and powerful tool. And we've also been able to build a whole realm of programming and engagement around PJ Library. Okay, let's pivot away from that for a minute and talk about the major thing that kept you up at night starting in May, but probably even before that, anti-Semitism. Absolutely. I mean, this has been tough and this has been right from the beginning. So literally my second day at work here at the Atlantic Jewish Council, we faced um, what was essentially a BDS vote over the Halifax Pride Parade. Um, so this is not, you know, this is not something new that just started in May. We've been, we've been handling this from, from the very beginning. Um, dealing with anti-Semitism in Atlantic Canada is, is sort of doubly tough because we're such a small proportion, the Jewish community is such a small proportion of the overall community. So there's just, um, you know, to, to nobody's fault, there's just much less awareness, right? There's much less casual education that happens between friends and neighbors because because we're so small. You know, oftentimes most of the people in our community have never met a Jew and, you know, have no real concept of what Jews are, what Jews look like, what Israel means to Jewish identity and all of these different pieces, what, you know, what it means to be Israeli, none of it. So, so we have, and then certainly since this past May, we've seen an increase that unfortunately hasn't, hasn't, abated, you know, since May. Um, and so I think the hardest thing that I've, the, some of the hardest issues that I've dealt with are, are um, issues of anti-Semitism regarding with our youth, um, with our teenagers and with, with uh, kids in the, in the classroom and, and, and things like that. And it's just, it's just tough. You know, if you're the only Jewish kid in your school and you end up with, you know, a swastika 
spray painted on your school. It's, it's a really tough, I mean, it's a tough experience for any, anyone, but particularly if you are having to face it in isolation because you don't have, you know, a number of Jewish kids in your school or even a number of Jewish kids in your class. So it has, it has been quite tough, but it's, it's a significant priority that we are, we're spending a lot of time on right now. All right. Last thing is about your favorite, um, you know, your haunts. It's hard to be Jewish in a small town, especially to keep kosher. Where, where do you eat? Where do you get your favorite stuff? I'm going to say my favorite places to eat are going to be the dozens and dozens of community members who've invited me over to their homes to celebrate holidays. You know, we don't have a kosher restaurant in town. We don't have a kosher caterer in town. Um, when people want to make Jewish events, they do it themselves. And that's kind of the beauty of it, right? There has, since I've moved here, there's now a couple of places where you can get kosher challah. And there's been a little bit of, of, of improvement on some of those levels. But ultimately, you know, if you want a, a, a Jewish meal, you have to put in the work and then invite your friends and your neighbors over. And that's what this Jewish community is all about. So I'm going to miss that a lot. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. This episode's also been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. Attend their open house on November 10th, and you can visit torontoheschel.org and get more details. And we'll close the episode with this clip of Naomi Rosenfeld. She was speaking in July to a national Canadian Jewish community briefing right after Israel and Hamas had signed a ceasefire of their May war. And with all this hatred and fear, I hope that we all remember three things. One, it has never been more apparent why we need Israel and why we need a strong Jewish state. Two, if any of you have been going through any of the things that I've mentioned, please know that you are not alone. We stand together, a community here to support one another through each of these events. And finally, as a national Canadian Jewish community, we must remain strong and resilient. Mm-hmm.